Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question. I hope everyone out there is maintaining a perspective of faith, resilience, and community in light of COVID-19. In the last episode, we spoke with my brother, Jason Lowe, about COVID-19, what it's been like for him and his family, and also as a youth pastor. In this episode, we discuss the podcast he does for the youth at Bread of Life Church, Breadcrumbs. He talks about its genesis, his process, and a really good recent episode titled Sacred and Secular, Going to Church. You should listen to it. It's really good. As before, a link for the Breadcrumbs podcast and additional resources are in show notes. Thanks for listening. Um, let's talk about Breadcrumbs. That's your... Uh, okay. Can I, can I call it your podcast? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> All rights are reserved. It's like Gatorade. It belongs to the University of Florida. N- no. Um... I call it a ministry of um, a bread of life church, uh, and <clears throat> I I don't know what will happen if if I were to leave, if breadcrumbs would continue or if it would just cease to exist. So in a lot of ways, it is me, uh, and I have uh, one of the youth counselors who partners with me on it, but. Uh, I, I don't want it to be what Jason is saying to you, uh, but I want it to be uh, just a, a voice that's a part of the collective consciousness of the youth ministry at Bread of Life. Yeah. So, so you see it kind of through the, the larger perspective of um, like, uh, like this is, this is, uh, uh, the audience that you think of is within the context of Bread of Life Church, the youth audience uh, most particularly. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 publicly available, but I speak specifically to the youth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not a, I'm not that interested in having it. I had one of the parents say like, uh, oh, this is great. Like, you know, like people should listen to this all around the world or something. It was kind of hyperbolic. Uh, and so I was, I was flattered that she saw such value in the podcast. Uh, but also in my mind, uh, my, my intent for it is for the students who are a part of our community. And so I don't really have any plans to scale up. Um, I'm not really a big thinker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm cool with like, you know, just, yeah, I'm 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 not imperialistic. <laughs> <laughs> because all big thinkers are. Um, <laughs> I said it. I said it. Um, so and and uh, I guess it makes sense that you say it's kind of um, grown out of Bread of Life Church because the the title Breadcrumbs. Uh, I assume um, it's a cool name. Who came up with it? Did you? Uh, you know, there was a, one of our counselors who helped who, who designed the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, I was chatting with her and, um, you know, when you're called, when your church is called bread of life, I mean, just <laughs> the puns and the, uh, catchy corny names, uh, just, I, I wouldn't say they're endless, but. Uh, you could spend quite a bit of time uh, coming up with new stuff that, yeah. So, I mean, you know, in college, the ministry that attracted me to Bread of Life was called Slice of Life. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, 
Yeah. So anyway, the 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 ballpark of bread was uh, was a given, and I don't I don't know how we came up with it, but uh, I think when we said it, when I heard it for the first time, it was it was like, uh, oh yeah, this this will work. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. With with a bread uh, with a name like Bread of Life, the brainstorming happens whether or not the podcast is ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> and I love the logo that she did. You know, where you have a loaf of bread and a few crumbs trailing off of it. And I think that actually, the, this wasn't the intent with the name, but the more I think about it, it really is uh, fitting because the podcast is meant to be pretty short. Each episode. Uh, is only meant to be maybe 15 to 20 minutes long. And so it's it's intended to provide a clear message and concrete ideas, uh, but a relatively short treatment of the topic for that episode. And so it's meant to whet their appetite uh, and not provide them a comprehensive uh, uh, understanding of any given any given topic. How long does each uh, episode, about how long does it take you to produce in terms of just start to finish conversations, editing? Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty, there aren't that many voices in the room. Uh, most of the episodes of the podcast, uh, probably, uh, so we've, we've done maybe like 13 episodes now. And I think it's 14, right? Maybe 14. I guess what so there's four this year and ten last year. Oh, I guess it was ten. You're right. It was ten. We started in March. Um it's me talking probably like eighty percent of the time. Yeah. So some of the episodes are just me. Uh other episodes are a blend of me and other people. Um Occasionally, we'll uh, pull an audio clip from 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 something and and use that as a talking point. Uh, so there aren't that many voices in the room. Maybe it would take um, I don't know. I haven't really counted from beginning to end. Maybe like six to eight hours, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you come up with topics? Do you have so you said uh, you and maybe one of the other youth leaders are his name is Kevin. Kevin, um, are you, is it mainly you guys just talking through? Okay, what topics do we want to go through? Because it, it's more topical than anything else, right? Oh yeah, yeah definitely more topical. Um, well, the the whole idea was born out of a call from uh, some people at Bread of Life to try and you know in a Chinese church, education is is really the solution to many problems. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, they there was a call for education for the students on various cultural issues uh, to help, in you know, teach them what the Bible says or what God thinks, and um, and so usually when 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 that idea comes up. The thought is, oh, let's 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 get either like preach on this, so do like a, a sermon on this, or let's you know make our Sunday school class about this, or maybe we can hold a special seminar. <clears throat> but as as Kevin and I were talking, uh, one, it, it's it's a lot of work to pull together if we wanted to do like a special seminar on uh, on on a topic. 
like for example, we did one on a, a few a few episodes on science and faith. Um, if you want to put together like a seminar, it's a lot of work to to like set that up and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're 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 doing it all in one shot. So you're trying to get all these people to come and um, and you're asking people to commit, you know, one one and a half two hours to sitting down and listening to to something about science and faith. And maybe a lot of the people in the room, especially if you do it on a Sunday school, they're not really that interested in it to begin with. Um, so it's kind of a captive audience. <laughs> It's like Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and so <clears throat> Kevin, in our in our brainstorming, he's like, you know, actually, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you know, they really range. So you have you know podcasts like Ask Pastor John, John Piper's mm -hmm. podcast, and those are all really short episodes, right? You know, there's a simple question, and you know, maybe a six, seven, eight minute answer to it. And he's like, I also listen to ones by John MacArthur, and those are much longer. Uh, yeah. So you can have really short ones, you can have long ones. So there's a lot of flexibility to it. And so I, you know, when I, when he said that, I liked the idea. And, uh, and so then we started to brainstorm the different topics that, that we thought would, would be important for the students to hear about. So I mean, we kind of go back and forth between topics that we think would be interesting to the students. You know, a lot of times we'll ask the students, or like a Sunday school series, like in the summertime when it's kind of inconsistent, we'll say, hey, what are some topics that you guys are interested in? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from generation to generation, the topics are always the same. Uh, and and so, you know, those are the kind of topics that we wanted to choose for the podcast. Like uh, evergreen content type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so what we like about it, one of the things I like about it is that students can listen to it at any point. So I've encouraged a lot of students, hey, listen to this when you're walking to school or when you're walking to the library from school. <clears throat> um, you know, parents, kids, if you want to, and some of the parents have shared that they've done this, like listen to it in the car on a commute. So mm -hmm. parent will listen to it with the child in the car and it can create a, a, a point of conversation for them uh, to talk about that particular topic. Um, you know, it may be something that's difficult for a parent to broach with the, the child out of nowhere. But if, hey, we're just listening to the, to the youth ministry podcast, then now they've already broached the subject and now it's natural to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how has the, this, the youth's response been to it, um, uh, just in general? And then I was also curious to know, how, how has the response been to it compared to other um, mediums, whether they're sermons or Sunday school, stuff like that? Um, they, I think the initial response was, was a lot of excitement. You know, it felt, it felt trendy. Yeah. <laughs> they liked the name. Yeah. Uh, and I think now it's just become a regular, uh, piece of the youth ministry. Um, and so I think there are some students who regularly listen to, to every episode. Um, and then some students who will listen to an occasional episode. Sometimes I think this is where it's like they associate the podcast with me. Sometimes I'll mention an episode 
and they'll give me a sheepish look because they haven't listened to it or maybe haven't listened to that many episodes in general and so they feel guilty it's kind of like when i, I didn't do my devotions <laughs> exactly like when i asked, how are you doing uh, or you know like they haven't been to church in a in a few weeks and i'm like oh i haven't seen you in a while and and so my thought is i just want to like check check up and see how you're doing but they and so they they offer me like my dog the dog ate my homework kind of like reasons why they haven't been to church right um, so um it's like how they respond to authority in general maybe yeah maybe maybe so so i think you know it's it's been a useful tool like a regular tool that's been useful for some some of the youth and an occasional uh, uh, tool for others. Um, <clears throat> I, I think one of the challenges, this is one of the reasons why I'm not really into social media, is you feel this pressure with the podcast to keep it fresh. Uh, mm. It's so easy for it to get stale. And, uh, and so I, I do enjoy that process of brainstorming and trying to think of new ideas and ways to keep it fresh, but it, but it can get repetitive and tiring to try and think of new ways to do it uh, new ideas to kind of hook them um Um, do have you talked to many parents or even adults that listen as well yeah well we have a uh a parent from that one you mentioned (laughs) yeah so we have a parent council um made up of a variety of parents of the youth and so that that group uh has been meeting every first Sunday of the odd months. So about six times a year we meet. And one of the regular points of conversation with that group of parents is uh, the podcast, uh, just talking about recent episodes and getting feedback from them. So a lot of the feedback that I've received from it is coming from from that that population, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I mean, now that I think about it is kind of a select group because they're the parents who volunteered to be on this parent council. So <laughs> um, they're going to be a little bit more engaged, I think in general, but, um, but I think in general it's been received pretty well. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that it's been one of those things that's galvanized the youth ministry and, and, you know, brought everyone together and, you know, been, been a point of, uh, like a rallying cry for for the youth to to be more faithful, right? Um, but yeah, um, it. I mean, I I I really liked the idea, especially for a youth ministry, right? Because it's just it's a it's a newer medium and um, it's a little bit more uh, maybe like you said relevant for uh, the medium is more relevant for their uh, age group but the content is evergreen and it's just, you know, it's, you're on your phone anyways, just listen to it. For, it's 15 minutes. If you listen to time and a half, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I, um, <clears throat> I think the other thing that I like about it is that now it's creating an archive. Uh, yeah. so, uh, you know, when a student says to me, Hey, I have this question about say, you know, sexuality, then I can say to them, hey, you know, last year or, uh, you know, in the first season of Breadcrumbs, we have a three-part series on uh, God's design for human sexuality. And so we talk about things like um, uh, marriage and gender 
and homosexuality. You know, go give that a listen and let me know what you think. Uh, and so <clears throat> it it becomes this um, database of content that is easy to direct students to or mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it, another thing that that we've we've done is you know because it's each episode is intended to be short, we've also uh, with each month developed a or compiled uh, a short list of additional resources to uh, to do further investigation. And so are those, are those in the show notes? They are not. So I have a, a, a youth website for the. Um, for the whole youth ministry and um, there is a web page of breadcrumb to resources so each month will have its episode posted and then a list of anywhere from three to six or seven resources links videos like articles videos uh, web pages uh, that you know that people can can go to and dig dig further has um has doing the podcast impacted you in any way that you didn't expect oh uh yeah definitely um i think it's impacted me as a communicator uh it's a new medium for me mm-hmm. uh, uh, i mean i'm i'm accustomed to to teaching and preaching and in some ways, doing the podcast is a little bit like that. Uh, I don't know. When I listen to other pastors on podcasts, they a lot of times just sound like they're still preaching. Uh, <laughs> like they can't get out, out outside that voice. <laughs> yeah. Hear you, me now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, but it's impacted me as a communicator because each episode – like I've listened to sermons uh, that were compelling to just listen to and not even have any visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've listened to sermons that I had a visual, but it was so uncompelling that uh, it was just hard to watch. It was distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've listened to podcasts that have really captured my attention and you know, it's like reading reading a good book where it just captures your attention and the pages fly by. And so, you know, I, from the beginning, I felt the burden to try and write or create podcasts that would be easy to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and you know, in, in in some ways, it's similar to the to the challenge of communicating. Uh, you know, when you're preaching a passage from the Word of God. Uh, you know, in terms of trying the, the clarity of your message um, and the the concreteness of, of what you're what you're preaching, so that it's it's memorable. <clears throat> but I think from a, from a content point of view, it's also been really transformative to think about um, these topics um, and research them and have conversations with people who are um, much more well-versed than I am in these, in these, in these things. Like for example, we did uh, an episode on gender <clears throat> and uh, my path had happened to cross 
a woman who whose ministry was all about uh, ministry and shepherding to those who are struggling with gender identity. And and so for that episode, we we basically just interview I, I interview, in, interviewed her, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I, I was so thankful it was that that my our paths crossed because I knew that that was a topic that I wanted to address in one of our sexuality uh, episodes, but I thought to myself I, I don't know how I can talk about this like right. I, I, yeah I, yeah so I, I could talk about going to church um, yeah you know and uh, you know explain that. But to talk about gender and gender identity and, and that struggle is something that I'm, I'm pretty ill-equipped to, to give a TED Talk on, you know. Yeah. So you, you, you found it important, but you kind of, you knew that you had some learning yourself to do to even <laughs> generate any content on it. Right, right. And so normally I, I would just not talk about it unless I was forced to. Right, but because yeah. I felt like it was important to talk about it within the series on sexuality, um, I learned a lot talking to to her, and um, and it's been that way with 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 a number of the different episodes. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, let's talk about the the going to church episode. I really I I listened to um I, I binge listened to this uh, the four episodes of the second season over the past couple of days on my com- commute um and you know for the most part I was like okay I, I've been through <laughs> youth group and I know I kind of know what the the patent dancers are and so I I kind of probably went in with an assumption of okay I I know more or less what Jason's going to say but the going to church one uh it, you 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 kind of um uh the perspective that you had on it was um I don't know if I actually thought through it that way before, but if I had it, it's been a while. Um, and so uh, I think you mentioned season two is uh, kind of um, helping to define or contrast uh, secular versus sacred, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, you've done school, you did, was it music, sports? Those are the, music, the other. School. Yeah. Um, and so going to church, um, it, you, you kind of set the table of, obviously it would seem like it's, uh, you know, uh, inevitably sacred, like you, there's no argument against, or that, that it could be secular. Um, uh, if you don't mind, can I let you just elaborate or summarize the way in which it, it is and isn't secular? And, um, but I, I, again, I just really appreciated how you kind of, uh, did that, but, let me <laughs> let me go ahead and put you on the spot for that. Yeah. Um, well, a quick background to the the whole season's theme is <clears throat> that um, we noticed. I noticed, and I think that's not just true for students, but since they're the audience, I was thinking, you know, about them that they struggle a lot with a dichotomy between their their spiritual lives and the rest of their lives. And it was a dichotomy that I had for many years in the youth ministry been trying to work through with students. So the, the example that always sticks in my mind is a student who was really involved with music uh, and percussion. And it was causing her to uh, 
choose between going to church or being involved uh, with the youth group and being involved with music. And so she felt her faith was suffering because of it. And so I, I was trying to encourage her and say like, listen, um, they're like your, your, your music and the, the time you put into your music <clears throat> doesn't need to be um, in opposition to your faith, but it actually can and probably should be something that fuels your faith if we see it properly. Mm-hmm. And so I think sadly for her, um, that, that dynamic never really took root. And mm. <clears throat> as much as I know now, she's kind of poured herself into her music and isn't really walking with the Lord anymore. And, um, and you know, so that, that's, just, that's just a huge issue. Um, for the students um, and it, it impacts I mean it's just trying to trying to sort through all of their lives and see what life is supposed to be about and <clears throat> and so the first three episodes of the season music um, going to sc- or music school and then sports are all um not as obviously sacred. And, and so through each of those episodes, we were trying to break down that idea of sacred secular <clears throat> and say a lot of things in this world uh, are, should actually be seen as sacred, like music and learning and uh, physical activity. But there are a lot of, in the impact of sin in our world uh, taints the sacredness of those things. And so it makes it hard for us to participate in things like music and school and sports in a, in a holy way. And <clears throat> so then this most recent episode on going to church, uh, we knew or I knew mentally would be a change up because we have been going, you know, here's something that maybe you would say is secular, secular, secular. And then now this one is going to be going to church. And when you see that title going to church, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> like, are you going to try to convince me that that's actually more sacred than I think that it already is? And <clears throat> the reason why I felt like this was an important episode uh, coming off the first three months was because the reason we deem going to church as sacred, at least for a lot of our students, is probably not the reason that it should be uh, deemed as sacred. Uh, we deem it sacred because we see it as the, the ritual obligation of a good Christian. And so I think in the episode I mentioned, you know, students who will say to me, oh, in a while because of this or this or this. I mean, I, I remember one conversation with a student and I just hadn't seen her in a while. And I just said, oh, you know, I, I saw her on a, on a Friday night and I said, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And immediately, like the excuses started to flow. Uh, and <clears throat> there was a sense of um, embarrassment, like, like, oh no, my pastor's asking about why I'm not coming to church. Right, like I got and, caught or something. Yeah, exactly. And... 
Um, and it's just, you know, we, we use our presence at church as a marker of our spiritual fervor, our spiritual commitment, our spiritual maturity. Um, but I, I, and I think in the episode, I used the example of me going to class. Uh, and yeah. you know, in college, I fell asleep in a lot of my classes. Now, now the C- idea, Serial sleeper. A little bit. But the idea of going to class in college is to facilitate the learning process. I thought when I was an undergrad that my mere presence in the class was a demonstration that I was a committed student. Uh, but <clears throat> it, it really didn't mean anything of the sort. It just meant that I was committed to telling, like being able to tell people that I went to my classes. Right. Um, you know, because if I played hooky, then it would be just completely obvious that I wasn't engaged. <laughs> and so a lot of times I think similarly, you know, our students will use their presence at the building on a Friday or a Sunday as a measurement that they are committed Christians. And, uh, and so, or, or they think that the, that going to church, the obligation of going to church is because, uh, you know, just the way that a biology student is learning about, uh, you know, animal or human physiology and, and, uh, just the, the living world um, Christians go to church so that they can learn about Christian things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to sort of dispel the, the idea that going to church is sacred because we're doing God stuff um, and help to, to think in a more like ontological or existential way, you know, what is it that makes going to church so sacred? You know, we and so I, I think one of the phrases I one of the phrases I use in the podcast is like we learn when we go to church, but we don't go to church to learn. Um, because if we go to church simply to learn, then then it becomes an educational institution, and um, the church is not the church is an organism. The church is uh, the church is a <clears throat> is a is a group of people who are very like concretely united spiritually by the spirit of God. And, um, our, our gathering together is, is an outworking of that, that spiritual unity and the commitment that, that we make to being a contributing part of that body. And so the body doesn't build itself up if everyone is, um, at home all the time. (laughs) Ironically enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Uh, and so, you know, that's, I, I wanted them to think about the sacredness of going to church in those terms and not just in terms of, oh, because the music that we do at church is about God. So it's sacred music and the, uh, the things that our teachers talk about, uh, or that the pastor talks about is God stuff. So that makes it sacred, um, as if the, what we talk about just just by virtue of what we talk about uh, makes it sacred or secular. Mm-hmm. And so to say that, you know, actually uh, just our identity as the people of God, as a son or as a daughter of God, someone who's been made a new creation, that th- there's a sacredness to that. And 
you know, like Ephesians 2.10, the good works that God prepared in advance for us to do involves a lot of different things. But, you know, later on in Ephesians, when he talks about the the oneness that we share in chapter 4 and uh, the the different roles that God has given for the building up, up, building up of the body, you know, to mature, um, you know, I think I think that that it talks about more about who we are than just about what we do. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I, I think, uh, what kind of caught me off guard, I said, the, I said, uh, that I kind of approached the episodes that uh, just assuming that, oh yeah, I, I would know cause there's patented, exa- uh, patented answers. And I, <laughs> I didn't necessarily mean that as like a, oh yeah, wah wah, like, okay, this is, but I guess when I say patented answers, uh, that's part of what it makes it evergreen. But what caught me off guard with this episode is, um, it was a really, uh, I thought you did a really good job and it was a real clear execution of um, articulating like the state of being uh, that that going to church is part of our state of being and like it, it has to flow one way it's not that um, like you said you, when we go to church we will learn but that's going to be the result it's not the the driving force behind it because frankly people who are not Christians learn about God too Um and um, it's it's kind of one of those things, uh, going to church along with a lot of other things, reading your Bible, praying, um, meditating, like those are the symptoms of a healthy organism, right? But they are not what makes the organism an organism. I remember hearing Piper say that you, you're not alive because you have a birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> you're alive because you're, you know, there's, there's just fundamental basic uh, uh, activity actualities and realities that um mean that you're alive and so um you know not only does the topic catch did not only did the topic catch my eye i was like did he did he put this in the wrong season but you also like you you just you, yeah i really appreciated um just the clarity you you brought to it and it was it was um thoughtful um thank you and so um yeah good job <laughs> So I'm glad you listened to it. Hopefully our students listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you track the metrics on those things? I was going to say, I do track the metrics. And I, I haven't looked at that episode yet and seen. I wanted to give it a little bit of lead time to see, you know. It, um, but uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised about over the metrics. Uh, I, I, was, I was afraid there would be, you know... Uh, a dozen faithful disciples um, listening to it every month. Uh, yeah. But, you know, regularly for the episodes, we'll get anywhere from like 60 to 90 listens. Uh, nice. And so I, I don't I, I assume that that is like 80 to 90 percent bread of life, um, which which is totally fine with me. Like I'm not looking for hundreds of listens. I, you know, I just like I said, it, the audience mainly is the youth, and if it if it goes beyond that and other people benefit from it, then then that's great. But I, I don't. As long as I'm doing it, I'm not gonna make it for any any other audience. Right. The other the other ten to twenty percent is probably mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to it again, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know that that mom might say that. Dad would never say that. <laughs> Good job. Good job, son. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, you're doing one month, one episode a month. You're going to do eight more this, this year? 
Lord willing. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I was planning a lot of other things for this year. <laughs> we <all laughs> Weren't we all? all? <laughs> seemed to be at risk. So, but uh, yeah, that's the plan. That's Do you have all those topics uh, lined up already? Uh, we have most of them lined up. I think each time we come to a new topic, um, we're we're pretty sure of what we'll do, but uh, like we always kind of take a moment to to check and decide if this is actually what we wanted to do next. Is there any upcoming topic that you're particularly excited about? Mm, no, no, not really. I mean, actually, <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually just really thankful for the theme for the year because. Uh, at the end of last year when Kevin and I were discussing what to do this following year, I actually felt a little bit uh, frustrated was the right word. A little bit at a loss because a lot of the topics that maybe the students would suggest to cover uh, in a topical series uh, for like a Sunday school class, like we had exhausted most of those. And so I felt a little... Um, a little bit empty-handed and I was thinking I know that there is an endless number of things that we could talk about and that we could say uh, but um, like probably students don't want to hear three or four episodes on how how the Bible came to be um, so, <laughs> It's just like textual criticism, uh, like episode four, you know, and by that point, like none of the students are listening to the podcast anymore. Right. So I think part of that was like the burden of trying to keep things fresh and uh, in in such a way that it was catchy for them. And so every time I think about that, like wanting to make it catchy for them and, and hook them and get them to listen to it, uh, I always kind of recoil at that because then I start to like think oh now now the <clears throat> the tail is going to wag the dog and yeah. I'm basically just going to try and sensationalize my podcast or our podcast uh, oops <laughs> <laughs> in, in in minute uh, one hour 14 minutes please edit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like uh, the idea of sensationalizing the podcast to uh, just kind of tickle their ears. Yeah. And so then when we, when, when we came across the idea of sacred versus secular and the idea started to flow for that, I was really, I started to get really excited because uh, <clears throat> one, because practically there were a lot of, a lot of topics that very naturally came out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it wouldn't, I didn't think it would be too hard to fill up a, a calendar year. Uh, with 12 episodes uh, tied to that theme of sacred versus secular. But then the other the other part of it was that I felt like sacred secular was something that our students had been dealing with for a long time. And so it was not just um, something that was catchy, but it was something that was really important and relevant. And so it kind of checked all the boxes for me. Uh, in terms of what I wanted this this second season to be, because I think the first season I knew it would have legs because it would be new and fresh, uh, just the virtue of it being a podcast. But then also we would be able to select topics that 
the students were regularly asking about. <clears throat> but no students are asking, should I go to church? Uh, right. They know the answer to it. They may not want to. Um, and so, um, but, but like you said, I think it's, it's a topic that, that they, they, they need to hear about. So it's, it's nice to, um, just think about podcasts as a medium in general, because it can be very personal, right? You listen to it, you can listen to it by yourself. You're not going to be like, like in the old days, like sitting around the radio, <laughs> listening to whatever programming was on. And so, um, old, so not our old days. Mom no, days. correct, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah like a hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you you can feel uh, it's just more intimate. You feel like you're alone, um, and yeah. Yeah. and you you can not feel embarrassed depending on how you react to the content, and uh, so it reaches people in a, in a different way um, because of that too. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Um, all right. Well, um, this has been probably an hour longer than I told you it was going to be. Um, it's yeah. almost three o'clock, but, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, about a half hour at least of that was our, uh, catching up. Yeah. And, and, and sorting out it issues. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Jason. Hmm. Yeah. Bro. Bro. <laughs> um, we will be in touch soon and um, stay safe down in Southern California. Thanks. And, um, you I love you. Love you give, too. Your, give your family my love as well. Our love. And yep. hopefully we get to see each other in person soon. This is, this has been um, just kind of disruptive. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and obviously not in, in the most grave way for, for us uh, personally, but um, yeah, we'd, we'd like for it to be done soon. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that's a, that's a universal sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine so. All right. Thank you again, Jason. And yep. we will be in touch. Okay. Right. Go dubs. <laughs> Go dubs. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed these episodes with my big brother. Be safe and well as we battle COVID-19 until next time.